Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Today, we're going to talk about something that I should have done a long, long, long time ago. And that is go over exactly how to create a profitable and successful podcast for your online business. So if you're an online business owner specifically who is maybe running a coaching business, a, a courses, you're selling courses, you have an agency, you have a done with you offer or something like that, this is going to help you kind of focus on the 80-20 of building a podcast that is going to help you position yourself as an authority, as an expert, and going to get you ranked and get you profitable, right? So the podcast is going to really be a, an engine to drive new business. And there's a lot more than just this episode that we need to cover, but this will cover the five big keys when it comes to starting, launching, and also a little bit of promoting a podcast, all right? Welcome to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners, where we talk about the very granular how-to tactics, as well as the big picture thinking you need to grow and multiply your listener base. My name is Luis Diaz. Let's dive in. I'll dive in. And, and to kick things off, where this came from is um, we're, we're going to be doing some articles, some press pieces, so I'll be doing some more press. Um, and getting out there um, and just some bigger stages. So this came out from my my PR team telling me like, hey, like we need to kind of know some of these key fundamental things. So I was like, you know what? Instead of me writing it, let me go ahead and make a podcast on it. And that way you get value, they get what they need, and we're all happy. And I don't have to write a dang thing. Or I have to write a lot less than, than I would have to write if I did a whole article on this, right? So we're going to cover the five key things that I think are are really the foundational pieces for launching a profitable and successful podcast, okay? So number one is going to be really around nailing your hook and your podcast concept. I'm going to go into that exactly, um, some key things I think you should do there to get that dialed in. Number two, we're going to cover um, packaging and naming your show. Increasingly, increasingly important as we get as podcasting gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Number three, launching with the right category selected so you get found, really important. Number four, generating traffic on this podcast that you're going to be launching quickly. So not taking a year to get your first 500 downloads. We're talking about getting a couple of thousand downloads off the bat really, really fast. 
And then number five, how do we get listeners to stay and ascend up the funnel? Going into you know your programs, your courses, your your high ticket offer, whatever that may be. How do we send people up, and how do we measure and and test that as well? So I'm going over all that on today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality podcasts anywhere. Now, for me, one of the biggest changes I made this year was switching my podcast recording software from Zoom over to Riverside. And quickly after I made that switch, I had my team purchase about a dozen accounts for every one of our new clients. And here's why. Riverside has unbelievably high recording quality regardless of your guest's internet quality, meaning if your guest is in a place that has horrible internet quality, Riverside is going to help you. You are not going to have to reschedule or try and patch together a choppy interview like you would have to do with other softwares. Secondly, it's really easy to use. I had no prior experience with Riverside and it was very easy for me to figure out how to navigate over to starting my first recording and doing a few test runs with it when I first got into the software. That's something for me I really love because I'm not the most techie guy. Um, you know, Sorry to say it for people who think I'm techie, but I'm definitely not. So this was really easy and really great for me to know that um, I was going to have no problems sending this and sharing this with other clients who um, are even worse than me, dare I say. And last, this is my favorite part. Once you're done, you can actually split the tracks. So you can split your audio and video tracks up. There will be audio tracks for you, audio tracks for your guests, and then the same for video, which saves a ton of time in post-production. So if you haven't already, I strongly suggest checking out Riverside.fm. And if you love it, then I want to help you save 15% off your plan. Just type in Luis, L-U-I-S, at checkout, and you will get 15% off your plan. But I'm going to dive back and go back into number one, and that is where it starts. If you don't get this first part right, you will not have a successful podcast. I don't care if you do everything else right, okay? And that is nailing your hook and your concept. So I'm going to um, explain what those, how those two are different in a second here. But this is really going to be focused around your perfect listener. So you have to get, we got to get really clear in your mind who it is you are speaking to on the other side of the, of the podcast. And this is not new. This is not sexy stuff. This is stuff that you unfortunately or fortunately have to know and understand before you get into podcasting to be successful. Who is it you're, you're creating this podcast for? So if you know that, maybe you run a service business and you know that already. But the next question is going to be going back to this, this first piece, which is what's the hook I'm going to get them in? Like, What is that juicy you know, one-liner that is going to get them in? And what's the concept, which is more broad, which is like we're going to be talking about, for example, you know, internet marketing, in like web three or web three internet marketing or whatever. That's a concept. That's like the idea of the podcast, like what we're talking about. Getting clear on that, making sure that's not too broad. And then the second, the more important thing is like the hook, right? That we just talked about. The hook is like the result you're going to get for this person. What's going to catch their attention? For me, that is, is really where if we get the hook right, we can figure everything else right. We can figure out the episode title, the description. We can figure out the intro, outro, the trailer, all the copy for it, all that good stuff. If we get this one part right, which is the hook, all right? And remember, that's like, what's the benefit? What's the, the sizzle, the benefit or the sexy thing that I, the listener, am going to get out of um, this podcast when I listen to it every single week, okay? 
So concept, overall, premise, strategy, what are we talking about? Are we talking about launching podcasts? Are we talking about um, launching your first e-com business? Are we talking about you know launching or selling your selling a business for seven figures? What's the concept? Is that is that something interesting that people want to listen to? And then what's the result or the benefit, which is more specific, which is like the hook? What's like that thing that's going to get people to click on the button? So a couple of things when it comes to creating a concept or a strategy or concept or a uh, hook that are going to help you. Number one, whenever we dive into a new podcast concept or we look into like when we're launching a podcast, I want to know who's in the market already. So one of the things you can do is you can go and listen to podcasts on Chartable, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Go look at these top charts. Look at the, play, the podcasts that are crushing it, that are ranking really high, and go look at who's already comp- competing. Within those categories you're looking at, there's going to be some people who are probably similar to, to what you do or teach or sell, and that's going to be the people that you're going to want to look at and figure out, how can I you know, maybe understand what they're doing and then do it my own way? You don't want to blatantly copy anybody. Number two is read the reviews. Listeners are generally, not all the time, but they're generally pretty good at giving, giving some helpful tips and can give you some clues as to what to do and what not to do on your show. So read reviews in Apple is probably going to be the best place you can find those. Number three, you can also listen to them, obviously. Big, no, uh, big surprise there, right? So listening to the actual podcasts that you think are similar to the one you want to create, that's going to give you an idea of what their tonality is like, what the flow is like, how long the episode is. Um, do they have their certain segments, how long their intro and outro, intro and outros are, what exactly are they talking about? What topics are they talking about? Do they have interviews? Do they have segments with guests in it? Or do they, they cut in music? Do they splice in their own commentary? What exactly is happening that makes them successful? Okay. I had a great guy, uh, on the show named Kevin Schmidtlin a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about his process and how he, you know, he has more of a story storytelling type of narrative compared to other shows that have similar content to his. It's very, very different in how he does the content. So that's another thing. And last thing, when it comes to concept and strategy, concept and hook, it's going to be crafting your 10 word uh, description. So basically, this is an exercise created by a guy named Eric Newsom. Eric wrote a book called Make Noise and is actually sitting here on my desk right now because I wanted to review it before jumping into this episode, but this strategy or this con- or tool you can use really forces you to create better content and have a more clear strategy and a more clear uh, concept for what you're doing. Um, so the, the exact uh, exercise is you know, describe your podcast in 10 words or less um, and describe it in a way that it's unique to anything in the world. So it's the only th- one of its kind in the entire world. It's quite a tall task, but it's something that's going to force you to get really clear, really specific, which is going to help you stand out way more when you launch your show. So love that exercise. It's definitely not easy. You're going to spend a couple, some time on it, but try it out or get the book and, and read, read about it um, in the book, Make Noise. Second thing, we've got the hook and the concept. Next thing moving into is the actual packaging for the show, the packaging and the naming of the podcast. If I asked you, you know, you know, what's the name of your podcast? Would you feel comfortable actually saying like, oh, my name is, name of the podcast is blah, blah, blah. Like, would you, does it roll off the tongue? Is it good? Does it, do people actually get it when you actually say it? I don't know. 
that's a big thing. So when it comes to titles and, 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 and packaging, when I say packaging, I mean like the actual artwork that you see on podcasts. So think about if you're scrolling in your phone, looking at your Apple, Apple podcasts, what are those, what does that artwork look like when you click the button for my podcast? It's me pointing up, up, up at the sign that says how to get your first 100K listeners. So that is your artwork. That's what I say. When I say packaging, that's what I mean. So we'll cover, let's cover packaging first. Um, regardless of the name, packaging is super, super important. That again is the artwork that people are going to see. It's the probably the biggest visual component of your podcast. And to be honest, people do judge a book by its cover. If you have crappy artwork, they will not see your show as high. They will not see your show as high quality. They will look at it as like, oh, it's another indie podcaster who wanted to go cheap on their artwork. And obviously they got it done in like Canva or something. So we do not want that. A couple of things uh, I will say, if you are a personal brand or you want to have your picture or image on the, on, the, um, on the artwork, number one, make sure it's a high resolution photo. It should not be low, low res. Number two, make sure it has some kind of emotion or you're pointing at something or you're doing some kind of gesture. A boring headshot looking straight ahead is not what you want here, okay? It is absolutely not what you want. A lot of people do this. That's a, a big no-no. The last thing I'll say on the image is if you see a bunch of people doing it, like there's a lot of people, and I won't name names, but there's a lot of people who have like pictures and artwork, and this is not to make fun of anybody, but just I'm just pointing out something here. I've seen a lot of people the last couple of years create podcasts with artwork of them sipping coffee. Um, and I know some of these people. I would say it's probably not a good idea to take a picture of you sipping coffee at a coffee shop and making that your artwork because there's so many other people doing that now. It looks pretty cheesy. So avoid things that have been overdone and, and, and overused, all right? So there's a couple of things on the headline, on the, on the artwork. And some other things I'll name off here is use bright colors. If you look at like Wondery or if you look at Noiser, if you look at um, NPR, these bigger podcast companies, they have really flamboyant, bright colors normally, or their colors are very contrasting, okay? They don't use colors that blend in. They use stuff that normally is going to be contrasting, blacks, black and white, red and white, um, yellows, reds, greens, things that are very, very bright and catch your eyes. That's what they want. So that's, that's what they're using. I would model that as well. So that's the, that's the packaging. That's like making sure your stuff looks good. Those are my tips. When it comes to naming your show, I pull back and I like to focus on the result. What's the result I can get for this person or this group of people? You know, for you, if you're looking, coming to this podcast, you're looking to learn how to launch a top ranked podcast and get a shit ton of listeners. That's my hook. That's what I'm going to help you do. The artwork, or sorry, the name of the podcast should should echo that. So I probably didn't do the best job of my own art, my own uh, name of the show, but I'll, I'll take you through something I like to do. So step one, for naming a podcast, think through the results you can create for somebody, right? Maybe you are a, you help optimize websites. So you're, the thing you can do is you can increase website traffic and increase conversion to help people um, increase their uh, online sales, et cetera, et cetera. So that's your result. That's the result you create for people. Now think about how you would explain that to a seven-year-old, okay? A seven-year-old. So now, if you're explaining this, I'm, if I'm explaining this to my little nephew, Daniel, who is uh, probably 
eight or nine. So he's a little bit older, but still, he's still a young kid. How do I explain, um, you know, website optimization and increasing conversions and click through rates and all that crap to them? I probably wouldn't. I'd probably say, hey, Daniel, what do I do? What does your uncle do? Um, if this was my podcast, I help people get seen more so that they can sell more stuff. <laughs> okay. So how can you dumb it down? How can you make it simple and make it shorter? Um, on your podcast. So for example, it could be this podcast name where we're, we're kind of like, you know, kicking around here. It could be see more, buy more, you know, and it's a, be a podcast all around increasing your website traffic to get seen more and also increasing your conversions so people can buy more. So see more, buy more. It could be, could be uh, the name of this podcast. If we were to use that little strategy of thinking of the result. All right. And then trying to say, how would I, how would I say that to a seven-year-old and make it super simple? You don't want to really use, you don't really typically want to have a really a long uh, podcast name, nor do you want it to be very, very technical. Okay. So lower, dumb it down a little bit. All right. Next. So we've got the concept strategy or concept and hook. We've got the podcast name, super important. We've also got the artwork, super, super important. Three is going to be launching with the category. So I won't spend, I won't spend too much time here launching with the right categories. Because the honest truth is you can easily change this if you don't have this right the first time, but it is super important. And I think it's going to help you more, uh, more so to get ranked in the beginning. Um, and then obviously moving forward, if you do it from the start. So getting it right from the start is important, but it's okay if you didn't, because you can go in and change it literally in two minutes. So launching with podcasts, the maximum amount of, of uh, categories I've seen somebody be in is six categories. So that may not be possible if you're using a place like Lipson or um, Buzzsprout. I think they only limit it to four, but some places like Captivate will allow you to have you know more selections for categories, which is awesome. And I do not, I do not know why that is. It just is. But for launching a podcast, you're going to want to make sure you have the right categories selected. Um, I will link below this video the number of uh, list of all the categories. So if you're not sure on them, go check them out. But Ideally, if you can get into six categories, get into six categories, because here's why. If you uh, go and launch your podcast tomorrow and you have six categories, then you're going to have the opportunity to rank in six categories, as opposed to getting ranked in one or two, where your chances are likely less. So you're just multiplying the number of opportunities you have to get ranked, get visibility, to leverage that ranking um, and to get other guests on the show that are bigger names or using it on sales page, web page, Instagram bio, you name it. So you're giving your chance, your, your, your um, self the ability to get more rankings, to get more coverage, to get more visibility. Super important. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't do it. It doesn't cost you anything extra if you're in more categories, if that's what you're wondering. All right, so that's the first three. Now take a breather, pause for a second. If you haven't taken notes, don't worry, there'll be some show notes on this. But make sure, like, maybe you're not launching a podcast just yet. Just go ahead and, you know, use this, these first three things to stop right here. And just, if that's all you take away, one of those three things, then I'm happy. I've done my job. But if you're maybe a little bit further and you want to learn, you, you maybe have launched a podcast already or you're about to launch, then these next two will be super helpful for you. So number four is generating traffic for your podcast quickly. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to rattle off a couple of ways we've done that. Um, as a company and for clients and stuff. But keep in mind, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just the best ways I've seen them. And I'll go into a little bit of detail in each of them. 
So number one is giveaways and contests. You've probably heard me talk about this before. Fact of the matter is, if you give people away stuff that's valuable, they're going to go and get that stuff. That's just how it is. Humans always are going to move towards pleasure and away from pain. And if we can paint the picture of, hey, there's a lot of pleasure over here, or you're going to avoid pain by listening to this podcast, you are going to succeed. So we want to use, we, can, we use um, contests and giveaways to play to those emotions um, from a human-like psychology standpoint. The second thing here is cross promotions with influencers and brands. This ties in really well with giveaways because if I have a brand that wants to give away stuff in exchange for me promoting them, then I'm going to do that all day. So cross promotions with influencers and brands. When you're launching a podcast, you can partner with an influencer or a brand. You can give away some of their stuff in exchange for them promoting you. And then you are going to give them free promotion on your podcast. Okay. So cross promotions with like a similar minded or similar brands that kind of like are collaborative with you. Super, super helpful. They do not need to have a podcast for this to work. They can have an Instagram page, an email list, a Facebook group, you name it. Number three, paid promotions on other shows. So you can go to another podcast and pay for a sponsorship spot and you can send yourself traffic. Great thing about this is that it's probably going to be cheaper than running ads on Facebook and less complicated. So paid promotions on other shows really work well. The key thing you have to realize there is that uh, the timing of when your podcast is being released and when this show is going live, the episode is going live, those have to be coordinated properly, okay? Um, I would say you're going to want them to be on the same week so that your podcast is live and that episode is live on the same week and you're going to be able to measure effectively that traffic. Or you can also wait if you have multiple campaigns going on or whatnot. You can also wait a week, do your other campaigns first, and then do this cross-promotion campaign afterwards so that Pretty much, there's only, the only thing you're testing in that point is the cross-promotion campaign, and you can measure that more effectively, okay? So depending on what your goals are, uh, you, you're going to want to run this different times. Number four, podcast guesting. Nothing's changed. I've done a ton of episodes on this, so if you haven't seen my episodes with, with people like Christy and McAllister on this podcast, go back and listen to those. I did one recently, um, and she goes through a lot of great details on how to stand out and become a guest, but Podcast guesting, nothing's changed there. It's still a great way to get listeners. And then last here is to actually reach out to, uh, well, two things. Reach out to promotion for promotion for um, on directory. So Apple, um, Amazon Music, uh, I believe it's uh, blanking on the name. Uh, I want to say CastBox. I'll list a few of them in the, in the show notes that actually take pitches from podcasters. You can actually pitch them and get your show featured if they like what you're doing. So really, really easy way to get a ton of traffic there. And then last is priming your social media. We do this with our clients all the time. We like to start to create a drip campaign, um, either through email, social, you name it. And we start to drip out content before the podcast is, is coming out so that their audience knows it's coming. They're ready. They're excited. They know where to go. They know what to do. And that creates anticipation and buildup for getting them to rank. So super important, priming your audience before they go. Um, that's a whole other topic. We can maybe talk, cover that later if you guys want. Um, just shoot me an email, lewis at top10podcasts, and I will happily promote, create that episode for you. All right. So last but not least, we've covered the strategy. We covered the, or the hook and the concept. We've covered naming and packaging. We've covered launching the podcast in the right categories, and we've covered generating traffic quickly. Last we're going to cover is getting listeners to actually stay around. That's a tough one, right? So if you're listening to me this, to this right now, you know this is one of my um, longer episodes. 
especially if it's a solo, because I typically do short stuff. And the reason why I do that is because I want listeners to be able to consume the entire podcast in one sitting. I don't want you having to come back or forget about me, you know, because it's a 67 minute episode. Not a good thing. So one of the things I do to get listeners to stick around is I create very consumable bite-sized content, generally speaking. Unless it's an interview, that's when it's 30, maybe 40 minutes. But outside of that, it's typically shorter, 10 to 20 minutes range. I do that for the simple reason of getting you to stay around and consume bite-sized content. That's my first strategy for that. So if you want to get listeners to stay around, great stuff. It doesn't always have to be short. Yeah, it depends on, in, on the industry and who you're targeting. But you want to create content that fits their lifestyle, okay? So if they are long-distance runners, maybe you can do an hour or two-hour episode because they love that because they are going on an hour or two-hour run. When I did cross-country running or I did my training for my marathon, I listened to a lot of hour-long podcasts because I had two, three, four hours running. I had plenty of time, right? Second thing, give stuff away. Again, with the contests and giveaways, it's not just a launch strategy. You can do that monthly or quarterly. Um, you can do that for certain uh, holidays. It is a great strategy to pull out of your pocket and use to drive people and get their attention. Next thing here is interaction. A lot of people in podcasts, even myself, I don't do this enough. I don't interact with my listeners enough and, and you on the other side of this. I don't interact with you. So I apologize. This is a heartfelt apology, apology right now for me not showing up and not interacting with you enough. That's why I just gave you my email though. So interacting with your with your listeners that can come in a couple of different ways you can ask questions and get them to respond back to you in some way maybe a, a facebook group or just shoot you an email you can invite listeners on the show or you can even read reviews which i i think i have a few that i'm overdue for reading right about now as well so those are some easy ways you can get people engaged involved in the show and i'm probably missing a dozen more but those are three simple ways you can start to interact and get people engaged and create more of a dialogue um, even if you're reading reviews, it still creates another a sec, another voice besides your own that people are listening to. All right, and then last two here. First, first one of the last is gonna be that's confusing. First of the last uh, is gonna be testing your calls to actions. So a lot of people will say, "Oh, like my calls to action isn't working, it isn't converting." When was the last time you tested it or changed it? You should be changing that every couple of weeks, every several weeks or so. I'd say six to ten weeks. You know, create a new one and test it and see how many people go into that next that next phase with you. A couple of ideas is you can go from like doing a giveaway for a couple of weeks, then you can invite people to a community, see if they move over to the community. Then you can invite them to jump on a call with you one on one, or you can invite them to get a download a free checklist. There's so many ways and things you can do that are going to allow you to test different modes and methods of calls to action because we don't know what works until we get the data. And then last is look at the data. So it was a great segue there. Look at the Apple podcast data. So I'm not just talking about Lipson or Spotify or Captivate or yeah, any of those platforms or places to get data. I'm specifically talking about your Apple podcast data. Now, unless you live somewhere outside of the States and maybe you have, maybe most people listen to Spotify, um, there is a, a Spotify dashboard. I'm not too familiar with it, so I wouldn't be the best to, t- to talk to about that. But Apple podcasts, if you have a majority of your traffic coming from there, is a great place to go and look at data. And specifically, I want to look at the consumption rate of certain episodes. So if we pull up all of my episodes, I can see which ones have the best uh, consumption rate. And then I can start to think and look at deci- make decisions based on the data. I'll say, well, if, if 
if people listen to 97% of the episode I did on podcast monetization, then maybe I should focus my efforts there. Maybe people don't give a damn about the five key things to have a successful and profitable podcast. So I'll spend less time over here. So making data-driven decisions, which is something that Ben Shapiro on our call, on our interview, I want to say that dropped in February, um, February, late February, early March, actually talked about when he grew his podcast to now over tens of thousands of listeners. He looked at the data. He looked at where people were spending their time, what were they clicking on, and where does that help him shape the content he creates today. So really important stuff. Um, that is it. So I'll quickly going to recap everything we just had, the five steps or five key pillars to be having a successful and profitable podcast. Number one is going to be nailing down that concept and that hook. Hook, remember, is really focused on like what's the juicy thing, the big benefit to listening to your show. That's what that is going to be. Number two is packaging and naming your podcast correctly so that it stands out and it attracts the right kind of listener. There's a whole whole episode we can go into that. I'm not going to get into that today. Number three is launching with the right categories. Again, you want to be uh, maximizing your uh, ability to get ranked so that you get more exposure quickly. Number four is generating traffic for your podcast quickly. We covered over covered a handful of ways you can do that inside of there. And then number five is going to be getting listeners to stay, stick around, and ascend to the next level with you. Okay. So that is it. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you got some value out of this. My goal is for you is to simply take away at least one thing you can implement to launch a successful and profitable podcast. So that's it for now, guys. Enjoy, and I will see you on next episode. Bye for now. Hey, Lewis again. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and I hope you took something away that's going to help you on your journey towards launching a top ranking podcast that get 100,000 listeners or more, ideally more. Now, remember the focus of this show is to help business owners launch podcasts that add more profit to their bottom line and more authority and credibility to their name. That's what we're about here on this podcast. Now, if that's you and you want help launching your podcast and getting it to rank in the top 100 of your category or your money back, then maybe my team and I can help you. But hold on. I do not want you to take my word for it. We all know that you can go on YouTube and learn how to launch a podcast. You can hire a million different companies and freelancers and consultants to help you. So I'd rather you hear from other business owners just like you who have gone through our process, gotten the results, and love what they have built. Check it out. Once I hired Lewis, he helped organize the entire show, the pre-launch, the contest. We had an epic contest, which is all Lewis is masterminding and uh, his whole organization of how to do that. We had over 107,000 entries into this contest. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't think twice because the investment is worth tenfold, not two or threefold, tenfold, tenfold for what you invest with Lewis. Only a matter of a few weeks, the podcast got launched. They also supported me through the entire launching process, how to communicate with my audience to maximize the results. And when it did launch within a few days, uh, we made it to the top 50 in two different countries. Uh, we get about 25,000 downloads a month and the podcast has literally completely changed my business. 
My podcast right now has 10X my business and that's not an exaggeration. When I started working with Lewis, I was making about 40K a month. Right now my business is making $400,000 a month and I credit a lot of that to the podcast. And then when they listen to one episode of the podcast, they'll listen to another episode of the podcast and then that cold lead will turn into a warm lead that turns into a hot lead that becomes my customer. Right now I have 775 active clients and a lot of those people found us because of the podcast. Luis Diaz is the man. He knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to starting a podcast. He knows exactly what he's talking about in terms of getting your podcast to 100,000 downloads. Because right now my podcast has over 225,000 downloads and it's been about a year and seven months. I didn't just want to do a podcast. I wanted to do it the right way. We are at number two in the parenting category of Apple Podcasts the week that we launched. We're now hanging tight in the top 25. Could not have done any of this without your assistance, Lewis. Literally, I keep asking Lewis, like, how can I give you more money? Like, what else can we do together? Because literally working with you has changed my life. It's changed my podcast. It's bigger than that. It's changed my business. Lewis Diaz, badass podcast growth expert.